Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. Music with the message here on the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan, and it's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth, pastor of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Good afternoon, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon, Gary. Now, when we hear so many things, especially if we're watching science shows or even Animal Planet and stuff like that on TV, we hear so much about evolution. Um, What kind of critical thinking should we have when we're watching programs like that? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a very important question because critical thinking is a, a helpful tool as we examine arguments that are made about anything, but certainly when people bring up things about evolution or challenging the authenticity of the biblical message. Now, critical thinking is different than critical theory. I just want to call that to people's attention because today, critical theory is with critical race theory and critical feminist theory and so forth. You get people arguing that society is inherently racist and stuff like this, and that's not what we're talking about. Critical thinking is using the ability to think that God has given us to evaluate factual evidence and analyze it and think things through, to think through arguments and to say, does this make sense? Is this logical or illogical? Does it follow from what the person says or does it not follow? And that's a completely useful thing that Christians can make use of. There's an article right now at Answers in Genesis website. It's called Tools for Critical Thinking written by Patricia Engler, and it's in Answers Magazine. It's on their website, March 13, 2021, so people can look that up if they're interested, answersingenesis.org. And the writer mentions that when she was in college as a Christian, she needed a toolbox to help her think through what she was hearing from her professors, and she found critical thinking from a biblical standpoint to be something that helped her to analyze arguments and not to panic. So one of the things that she says is that uh, we should, number one, don't panic when we hear something that would challenge our faith. Secondly, break down the argument uh, and then follow up. So with the don't panic, you know, she's saying don't immediately think as soon as you hear somebody, especially a professor or a scientist, say something that makes it sound as though the Bible isn't true and your faith is all wrong. Don't panic. You know, believe that God is the one who gave us our reason, our senses, and so forth. And so you don't need to think, oh, they're going to disprove the Bible, they're going to disprove the Christian faith. No, sit down and write down, you know, take good notes, and if there's something that somebody says, and they're stating it it as a fact, when you're not sure that it really is a fact, put it in quotation marks or something like that, and that way you can come back and check it out later. You're just saying, this is what this person said. You're not necessarily saying what they said is true. Then when it comes to the break it down part of the critical thinking process, she has seven things here that she recommends. One is check it against scripture. Whatever the statement was, does it match up with what the Bible says or doesn't it? Check the challenge. Is Are they challenging something that is a fundamental article of the Christian faith, clearly taught in the Bible and fundamental to what we believe, teach, and confess? Or is it a question about something like how many wise men came to visit Jesus? So there are some things that the Bible doesn't answer for us, and they're not critical to to our faith, but, you know, some things are are more central, such as that there was a real historical Adam is certainly central to what the Bible teaches about sin and God sending a Savior from sin, Jesus Christ. Check the source, she says. 
Uh, a lot of times you need to know where this person is coming from. And when you check where they're coming from, you have an idea what their worldview is and what shapes their thinking and how their thinking may be very different than what shapes our thinking, which is God's word, the Bible. Number four, check the definitions. Often people talk past each other because they're not, they're using the same word, but not in the same way. So sometimes they'll say, science proves this. Well, what, what do they mean by science? Are, are we talking about real observational science, or are they making evolution, the theory of evolution, equivalent to observational science? Even the word evolution, you need to check what their definition is, because Christians don't disagree that there are changes within a created kind, variation within a kind. So just like there are different breeds of dog, but there's all part of the dog kind, that doesn't disagree with the Bible. But crea uh, creationists don't believe that you can change from one created kind to another, like a bird can't turn into a dinosaur, or a dinosaur into a bird, and people didn't come from apes. That's a completely different uh, meaning of the word. So we want to be sure that we're not talking past one another by using the same word in a different way. Number five, check for propaganda. And there's a lot of that when they push the evolution story on people in schools and TV shows and so on. I was actually watching a comedy the other day, and it had a part, and I, I thought it seemed out of place, but they were pushing the evolution thing. I'm thinking, why is that an agenda they had, or why did they even put that... They didn't have to put that part in there. And another thing you also see when you're watching all these, I, we like to watch shows about animals and stuff on TV, and then they start talking about the million years and everything. Now, I pretty much uh, disregard that, and I just look at it as look at God's creation when I'm seeing all these different uh, creations. You know, undersea world, you see so many things that... Uh, are, are just like a miracle that they could even exist. I always exactly look at it that so. way. That's critical thinking, I guess. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Just because they state it as a fact does not mean that it is a fact. And, and another thing is if they say all people believe this or most people believe that or every scientist says this, you know, see, right away, those are propaganda words. Right. You know, just because most people or even most scientists believe or teach something doesn't make it true. So you right. need to understand that. Uh, now, for interpretation. Yeah, and real quick, like when I was younger, they taught evolution in school, but they taught it as a theory. Now it seems like they don't even say it's a, the theory of evolution. It's just they say it as it's factual. You exactly, know? I, I very much. They, they, it is often taught as if it is fact and unquestionably so, which by itself should already raise a red flag for you because in every other scientific discipline, you're allowed to question it. It's not taught as dogma. You realize you, you can question it, you can test it, but evolution is taught as an unquestionable fact, and the very fact that you're not allowed to question it says, well, this is more like a religious dogma than science, because science always questions itself and allows people to test and and ask questions and so forth. So if you're not even allowed to question it, you know, is this really science or is it more a philosophy or a religion? So you need to look for the difference between what's fact and what's interpretation. That's always a big deal. You know, they, they will sometimes mingle those things and muddy the difference between what is the actual data, what's the actual fact, versus somebody's interpretation of the data, their interpretation of the hard factual evidence. Check the logic. A lot of times there are logical fallacies. People are not following proper logic that everyone should be able to agree on. And if they aren't following logic or are guilty of uh, logical fallacies right there, that should uh, raise a red flag for you, too. 
And then her other point here is about following up. Because sometimes, even when you've done your homework, there are going to be questions that are not immediately answered. That doesn't mean that the Bible is wrong or that your faith is wrong. You know, write down your questions and then look for those answers. And answers are found, you know, ask your pastor, check good Bible commentaries, or good resources of Bible-believing groups like Answers in Genesis. Uh, they, they often have resources that will help you find the answers that you couldn't immediately find yourself. Yeah, AnswersInGenesis.org. Okay. Would you lead us in a prayer? I would be glad to do that. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you are our Creator and our Redeemer. You have given us our bodies and souls, our eyes, ears, and all our members, our reason and all our senses, and you still take care of them. Help us to use these good gifts in a way that gives glory to you and is beneficial to us. Keep us, O Lord, from thinking that we are smarter than you are, or to use our reason in a way to undermine the Bible. Help us to submit our reason and our thinking to your true word, the Bible, and especially a central message of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who died and rose again for our salvation. In his powerful and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor. You're welcome. We are the Messenger of Good News Worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis region.